With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the MLB Strategy Show right here at AwesomeO.com. It is Wednesday morning, just after 10 a.m. here on the East Coast. Adam, how are you doing this Wednesday morning, man? Doing good. Uh, excited for maybe the biggest baseball slate we've had all season. Definitely the biggest we've had in a while. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Should be a good time. Yeah, we got a 14-game slate on DraftKings tonight. Starts at 6.05 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, the main slates on FanDuel and Yahoo will be at 7.05. So something to take in about tonight's slate. Of course, this show is sponsored by Yahoo. We'll let you know about what's going on with them, some of the salaries for tonight's slate on Yahoo. Also, we'll talk about premium content that we have right now over awesomeo.com as we go on throughout the show. But uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about last night in, in DFS. Uh, Seth Lugo, who I was on MLB Live for Lock, and, and we were talking about just the ownership on DK. And, you know, and I was like, man, that's, that's a heavy ownership. But he came through last night. Blake Snell, who's kind of identical ownership that he had, he came through as well. He pitched five and two thirds, kind of what we expect out of Blake Snell, pretty much nine Ks. Lugo goes six and a third and seven Ks. Uh, if you took a Atlanta Braves stack, you did pretty well. The a Dodger stack looked good. And, and Piavetta going for the Red Sox, five innings, eight, eight strikeouts. Yeah, disappointing that Pavetta wasn't in the player pool because he's someone that I, I enjoy rostering. But yeah, um, I, Atlanta came through for me. I, I won the $250 four max on DraftKings last night with an Atlanta stack uh, and Valdez and Lugo. So yeah, they, they came through. Um, chalk pitching did well. And then you kind of just needed, you know, Mar- Mar- and then. Uh, first place just a random one-off uh I, I, like i'm looking at the lineup i'm just like oh yeah like i'll get a top 10 but pilar is not going to score enough points to get me there so um 24 from kevin pilar was really nice and of course i uh, come up here on tonight's slate we've got uh you know some notable pitching you know shane beaver's on the hill tonight bowers on the hill tonight giolito's on the mound Granky glass now so we've got some high price pitchers but let's get right into it we got philadelphia and washington will be the first one up break it down for us yeah, so um, Eric, Eric Fetty facing Zach Eflin. Eflin, 7,300 on DraftKings. Fetty's coming in at 5,800. Uh, typically not someone that I really look to roster, and it's not a great matchup against Philly either for uh, for Fetty. He is coming off of a really, really good start 
against Miami's last time out, went six innings through 91 pitches. So he's thrown at least 90 pitches in three straight starts now. Um, he is, you know, fully stretched out, which is nice when you talk about pitchers down uh, in, in this price range. And Philly's lineup is watered down a bit. Real Muto, or sorry, uh, Hoskins out, Real Muto is back. Um, but it's still a, a tough enough lineup and a 14-game slate where I don't think it's really going to be necessary to – go down to Fetty here because there's going to be enough value bass that you can fit in from these 28 different offenses that you probably can, can roster actual like pitchers that look good um, for Zach Eflin. He's kind of up and down as far as strikeouts go. Um, he does a good job of limiting damage, uh, particularly against right-handed hitters, but Again, with it being a 14-game slate coming in at, at 7,300, um, his strikeout stuff has been a lot better this year than uh, it typically is. Last year, he struck out less than 20% of hitters from either side of the plate. This year, he's between 29 and 30% against hitters from, from both sides. So I think that he's someone you can get to in tournaments. Uh, the, the salary is affordable enough that his ceiling is, um, I guess, kind of higher than the salary suggests. But still a pitcher that I'm not completely sold on just because – you know, prior to this year, the, the strikeouts were so much lower. Uh, Fetty has gone uh, up twice against the Phillies this year, 0-2 in those matchups. Uh, he does have has allowed three home runs and struck out five in, in those two matchups. Um, you know, you, you look at his pricing, um, 5800 on DK, 6700 on FanDuel, $25 uh, for him on Yahoo. Uh, uh, Eflin on the other side, 7300 on DK, 8800 on FanDuel, $35 over on Yahoo in terms of uh, stacks in this game, or maybe one-off hitters. Is there anything in this game that, that sticks out to you? Alec bombs only three K on DraftKings. That's, you know, assuming he's batting third, that's going to look like a pretty good value. The rest of Philly is pretty expensive. Um, McCutcheon's also cheap, most likely leading off at 3,500. So I don't mind getting to either of those guys. Um, Jay Bruce, only 2,300 should be batting probably seventh. So ownership maybe won't really be there, but you do get some power for, for that price tag. As far as the Nats go, it's pretty tough. Like I think Juan Soto's the guy, but he is expensive. Um, I really think actually the more I kind of look at it, the, the more interested I'm getting in Eflin, just because this Washington lineup is pretty watered down right now. Like you have Trey Turner, you have Juan Soto, and then Estrubal Cabrera. And other than that, it's a pretty bad lineup. So um, really, I think I'm going to end up just being more interested in Eflin than I initially thought. Well, and I think the other part of this week that you have to pay attention to is these teams that are out of it already, right. of how many you know prospects are they just going to try to get in some game action just to kind of, you know, see what they can do at the major league level. I mean, there's, there's a several teams that you can look at and say, you know what, there may be some notable players who maybe not be in the line just because, you know, the front office wants to see, you know, some prospect that's been at double A for the last year or two and see what they can do at the major league level. Yeah, and especially with with this season too, because you didn't have the minor league season. So if you can get at bats for some of these guys, that's that's really valuable. And I think Washington's going to be an example of that. You know, you look at, at guys like Andrew Stevenson, Luis Garcia, Carter Keboom. Th these are prospects that may or may not have a good major league future, but they're not there right now. Th these aren't guys that you're going to be concerned about a major league pitcher facing. And, and so I think um, the Nats and probably some other teams are going to give you an opportunity once these lineups come out to to go kind of go back through and, and readjust your, your pitcher rankings based on who's actually in these lineups. The next matchup we got is the pitching matchup of the night, the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland minus 157 on the money line. Of course, you can check out all the MLB odds right now over at awesomeo.com. Click on Odd Shopper right there at the top of the page, and you'll see all the odds for tonight's game. 
course, uh, on the hill for the Indians will be Shane Bieber, 10200 on DK, 11700 on FanDuel, $61 on Yahoo. No surprising. Highest salary pitcher of the night. Then you got Lucas Giolito, 9500 on DK, 9300 on FanDuel, $51 on Yahoo. The, the FanDuel price, in a way, sticks out to me a little bit on, on Lucas here just because of you, you look at the top three pitchers on the slate, Bieber, Bauer, Giolito. Bowers 11-4. So if you're looking to save a little little salary and you want one of those high-end pitchers, like Giolito is a guy that I'm kind of looking at. Yahoo and FanDuel both did, I think, a really good job on the top-end pitcher pricing today because of what you just said. You have Bieber in a tough spot, but a spot where he can get strikeouts against the White Sox. You have Bauer in a good spot against Milwaukee. And then you have Giolito in a tougher spot against the Indians, a team that uh, isn't as easy to strike out. But they both dropped Giolito well below Bauer and Bieber in terms of salary. So I think it becomes an interesting tournament strategy there because if ownership is going to go to Bieber and is going to go to Bauer, you're getting the same or a very similar ceiling from Giolito, maybe a little bit lower medium projection. DraftKings, it's a lot more difficult to justify because for whatever reason, Shane Bieber's only 10,200 there, Bauer's only 9,800, and then Giolito's coming in at 9,500. So really you're not getting much in the way of, of savings. You're just purely getting an, an ownership play potentially, but it, it makes it a lot tougher there. So I think that my interest in Giolito would be a lot more on Yahoo, a lot more on FanDuel than on DraftKings and then vice versa on DraftKings. I don't really know how to get away from Beaver. I understand the White Sox are a good offense to have a lot of power, but you're talking about a pitcher coming into the start with a 40 and a half percent strikeout percentage. He's allowed less than one home run per nine innings this year. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. And because the strikeout percentage just so high even if he get, does give up a couple of runs as long as they're you know solo shots and he's only giving up you know two or three earned runs he'll still be fine you know you can even just go back and look at his last couple of starts three earned runs against the tigers three earned runs against minnesota still 31.7 and 21.6 DraftKings points um the strikeouts just give you such a high floor so on DraftKings, i don't really know how to get away from beaver uh, question that we got uh, over on the YouTube chat. And of course, if you have any questions on this game, you know, fire them up right there or fire them up in the premium Slack account. Josh says, uh, do you think top pitchers like Giolito and Beaver will be on a short leash because they've already clinched a playoff spot? If so, does that change your ownership? Maybe go a little lesser on an own pitcher. If you think so, then yeah, it would change your ownership because obviously if you think that when you're paying up for pitching, especially at, at high ownership, it's because they have that extra you know, that, that, that kind of ceiling and that, that extra um, inning or, or so. Um, it, so if you don't think that's going to be there, then yeah, it should absolutely change how you view them. I, unless I see something, you know, suggesting that they're, they're going to be on a shorter leash, I'm treating it like normal. Um, I think especially with top end pitchers, it's managers tend to, I think, kind of defer to these guys, unless it's, it's someone that, you know, has like a lengthy injury history or, or something like that. You know, like you're not going to get, um, I know someone in our premium Slack had messaged me about Jacob DeGrom the other day, and if that was a concern, and it's just kind of like, you know, managers typically aren't going to go to someone like Jacob DeGrom or Shane Bieber or whatever and say, Hey man, you're only throwing four innings today just because like that, that's not going to fly with guys like this. So um, then, then you also keep in mind that anyone that is inside young consideration, like that's something they care about. So um unless we get some sort of quote, you know, whether it's from, from beat writers or managers or whatever about looking to limit innings or, or we go back and see that they've been doing it with other pitchers. I'm not overly concerned about it, especially when you talk about these ACE type guys. I could see like, if it was a, if this was Friday or a Saturday slate where that manager's like, you know what, man, we, our, our first game of the playoff is on Tuesday. 
you know, but the fact that this is Wednesday, I would expect that we're going to see what we would normally expect out of all these pitchers. Right. Yeah. It's not like it, it becomes more of an issue. Like you said, you get a little bit closer to the playoffs and they're trying to set up their, their playoff rotations. Then you'll see guys get skipped or, you know, kind of just use it as a bullpen day where they're throwing 50 pitches and getting out of there. But for right now, we're still, I think, far enough away that, that that's not really going to be an issue. In terms of uh, the hitting in this one, obviously you got two solid pitchers on the hill. Uh, anything intrigue you in terms of hitting in this one? No, I mean, if this were a smaller slate, I could see it, you know, because you could, like, obviously Bieber's going to get a lot of ownership um, and the White Sox have a lot of power, which in tournaments is a spot that that does carry a lot of upside. But with this being such a big slate, the probability of the White Sox outscoring 27 teams against Shane Bieber is just so low. And it's not even like they're cheap. Um, yeah, I, I don't really see it for other offense. Next up, we've got the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Alex Young going to be on the hill for the D-backs, 7,100 on DK, 6,000 on FanDuel, $29 on Yahoo. And then we got Wes Benjamin going for the Rangers, 5,500 on DraftKings, 50 or 5,500 on DraftKings, 5,900 on FanDuel, $27 on Yahoo. Benjamin is the uh, absolute uh, bottom of the slate here in terms of salary on uh, DK and, and, and FanDuel. Uh, but uh, is this a game you're looking at hitting? Yeah, definitely uh, kind of the opposite of the White Sox and, and Indians game. No interest in the pitching here. Benjamin in a relatively tough matchup against the Diamondbacks. Alex Young, not really strapped, not not going deep enough in games that I really want to consider him at 7,100 coming off of um, 62 pitches, 78 pitches, 81 pitches, um, even though it is a good matchup against Texas. But the bats, particularly the, the Diamondback side, coming in with a five and a half implied run total. Benjamin, um, not you know, someone I'm, I'm really shying away from so far this season, very limited sample, but a 188 expected ice sort of right-handed hitters. Um, so looking at, at the Diamondbacks, that's going to point you towards a $2,900 Kettle Marte. I don't know what's going on with his salary, but he's for the second slate in a row, just incredibly inexpensive on DraftKings. So he should be really popular, but but a good play. Christian Walker's 3,300, which is way too low. Escobar's 3,600. Um, pulling up the, the top stack tool now, my assumption looking at these prices is that while the Diamondbacks will have a high top stack percentage, they're probably also going to be really popular. Um, yeah, that's the case. So we have them right now with the fifth highest top stack percentage on DraftKings, but with the second highest aggregate ownership. And so I think that is something you want to keep in mind here. If you are stacking the Diamondback, because you know they do have a, a real, a relatively high chance of being the, the top scorer on the slate, you at least want to be paying attention to who's in those stacks. You know, Kettle Marte, Christian Walker, and Escobar are going to be getting a ton of ownership. Tim Castro probably will as well. So you'll want to at least be creative with who you're rostering. Yeah, just looking at uh, the some of the salaries on. Yahoo, in terms of this game, Christian Walker, $18. Kyle Calhoun, $17. Um, they're, they're your top two salaries. And, and, of course, Yahoo is a sponsor of this show. You got to check out Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They are the most trusted name in fantasy sports. Yahoo DFS now includes CSV upload, CSV edit features. When you're looking to play those multiple lineups, make better choices, choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Anything else you want to mention on this game? No, I think that's about it. Um, just, you know, again, kind of Arizona is a team where if you're going there, you want to make sure that you're being contrarian somewhere else, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's within the stack. Um, Carson Kelly, someone that maybe you can use um, towards the bottom of the order just to, to be a little bit different. Uh, but, you know, I do think it's a good spot for Arizona. You just want to be aware of, of who you're getting to. 
Next up, we've got the Blue Jays and the Yankees in Buffalo. Tanaka going on the hill for the Yankees, 7,600 on DK, 8,700 on FanDuel, $39 on Yahoo. Robbie Ray going to be on the hill for Kansas, for Toronto, excuse me, in this one, 7,800 on DraftKings, 7,100 on FanDuel, $27 on Yahoo. By the way, I should mention that today, uh, one of the free premium contents available right now on awesome.com today is the MLB top pitchers uh what's your thoughts on, on Tanaka and Ray in this one I have some interest in Tanaka he, he's only 7600 on DraftKings decent spot against Toronto it, it's an offense that does have some power but there's strikeouts in there as well only a 4.2 implied run total and just a really reasonable $7,600 salary that will pair pretty nicely I think with someone like Bieber at the top you know you're still only spending 17 to 18k at, at pitcher which is a pretty good spot to be in normally so I do have some interest in Tanaka um, of course he is a, a pretty enigmatic pitcher comes into this game with a 22 and a half percent strikeout percentage 1.64 home runs per nine you know it's it's a pretty boomer bust guy like he can get strikeouts but also he'll, he'll give it up um so you know the range of outcomes is pretty wide but i think the salary factors that in so i do have some interest in him um right now we have him projected for two percent ownership on DraftKings. i assume that's going to come up if it doesn't then he looks really good to me uh so definitely definitely something i'll keep an eye on there as far as robbie ray i don't really see it um, he, he obviously has trouble going deep into games because he throws so many pitches, walks guys, strikes guys out, gives up home runs, basically a, a three outcome pitcher, but it makes it really difficult for him to go deep into the game. And then you get this bat, this lineup that just has nothing but right-handed power bats for the Yankees coming in with a six and a half implied run total. Uh, Ray this year has allowed a 304 expected ISO to right-handed hitters. He's allowed 2.45 home runs per nine overall. I think that the Yankees look phenomenal. Um, might be kind of tough to get to them because at least the top part of their their stack is so expensive with LeMahieu, Judge, and Voight at at least $5,400. Top stack tool, we have them with the highest top stack percentage at 13.8%, almost double the second highest team, which is Philadelphia, but their aggregate ownership is only 8%. So I think that there'll be a, a good stack to target. You might just kind of have to to utilize the bottom of the order, you know, maybe get to like a, a, an Aaron Hicks at 3,800, um, get a little bit creative with who you're getting in there to, to be able to get the, the hitting that you want or the pitching that you want with them. But uh, I do think that they look like a top stack on the slate. Yeah. I mean, especially, uh, you know, it's just because I had the DK salaries up here. I'm just like, man, if you want a Yankee stacked, I mean, their offense, obviously we've talked about how they've, they've gotten healthy over the last two weeks with judge and Stan come back and LeMay, who's just been, you know, has been having a great season is like, you know, if you want to roster a Bieber or a Bauer or Giolito or a Granky or even a glass now, it's like, how are you roster construction on DK to get to that stack? Right. So one thing that will make it a little bit easier is that there are so many games today that you're going to have some really cheap hitters that you can go to. So, you know, like, for example, right now, just to kind of see how it looks, I clicked in Bieber, Tanaka, Voight, LeMahieu, Judge, and Hicks. And then obviously you just put in one other Yankee, but that, that leaves you with $2,950 per position, which obviously is not a lot, but with there being so many teams, you can probably, you'll probably be able to find like a $2,200 catcher somewhere. You can use, you know, Kettle Marte or something like that at 2,900, obviously it's popular, but um, I think you'll be able to make it work. It'll just be a lineup that doesn't look very 
aesthetically pleasing from your one-off perspective because like you're just not going to have great hitters in it um but i think you can make it work it's kind of similar in uh, i'm writing a lineup review article for for subs now tuesday through saturday behind the paywall and i wrote out my lineup the other day and it was a yankee stack with jacob de Gram, and i had like a jace peterson one-off um a john birdie one-off and it was just like look i hate the one-offs here i i wasn't happy about it, but you're getting a Yankee stack and you're getting the number one pitcher on the slate. You kind of just suck it up and hope that those guys have a better game than, than normal. Yeah. Anything on the, the Toronto side of this game that intrigues you? If, if Tanaka starts to get some ownership, Toronto becomes more appealing because like I said, uh, Tanaka does give up power. Um, but the way it's projected right now with him getting very little ownership, you're not getting much leverage on the field by going to the Toronto side. You know, so I think that there is upside in these guys individually. Randall Gritchick, uh, 4,100, I think is a pretty good salary. I think uh, Kevin Biggio it looks pretty good, but there's nothing that is really going to drive Toronto to the top for me unless Tanaka starts getting a lot more ownership. Be sure to uh, smash that like button right now here on YouTube. And of course, if you're not subscribed to Awesome hit that subscribe, subscribe button, that notification bell. We got shows coming up all day long for you to get you ready for today's MLB, NBA slate. So, and of course, we got NFL coverage, MMA coverage. So, a ton of content coming here today for you here on awesome.com next up uh we have got the brewers and the reds of course uh we mentioned about the trevor bauer matchup here nine thousand eight hundred on dk eleven thousand four hundred Fanduel. he is 54 dollars on yahoo adrian hauser going to be on the mound for the brewers 7500 on DraftKings 5600 on Fanduel and 29 dollars on yahoo break it down for us yeah i think both pitchers in this game are at least somewhat appealing on um, Bauer, very appealing comes in at, at only 9,800 on DraftKings, which is just really cheap for a pitcher with, you know, 35% strikeout percentage coming into this game, facing a, a Brewers team that has plenty of strikeouts in their lineup on most slates. Bauer would be the easy number one pitcher. It just so happens that he's out there with Shane Bieber today. So it makes him more of the number two option, but still a, a great option here in Bauer. How's are more of a value um, option. It's not a great pitcher's park, but it does look like the weather is supposed to be favorable for pitching. Looks like it shouldn't be too hot. Um, Hauser threw 72 pitches last time out, but two starts to go through 100 pitches. So pitch count shouldn't be a concern. It's just more a matter of uh, the strikeout stuff for him hasn't been quite as good this year as it was last year. He comes into this start only a 17.5% strikeout percentage. And this is someone that last season was striking out about 25% of hitters uh, from both sides of the plate. So strikeout numbers are way down. He hasn't been, you know, obviously as good from a DFS standpoint. So uh, like between him and Tanaka, I would rather get to Tanaka, but um, at, at his salary, he at least you can, you can at least consider him, especially if you're playing, you know, a bunch of lineups. This will be the first time this year. Trevor Bauer starts on three days notice between starts. Is that a concern with you at all? Yeah, at, at least to some extent. I mean, when you're, you're talking about comparing him to, Bieber, it's definitely one thing to, to hold against him. He threw 107 pitches his last time out, so it's not like he's coming off of a short outing either. Um, Bauer likes it. So, I, I mean, the, the thing, I, I'm less concerned about it for Bauer than I would be for most pitchers because Bauer's a nut job, and he just loves like he's he's said for years that he wants to pitch on shorter shorter rest like this is a guy that basically was kicked out of arizona because he wouldn't stop playing 350 foot long toss like he's <laughs> he, he he he's his own guy he like he knows what he's capable of doing and he, he pushes for this so i think that it's less concerning for him than it would be for other pitchers but i would feel better if he were starting on normal rest like a normal person 
in terms of Adrian Hauser, um, obviously I would say much more of a, a two pitcher slate. I mean, but I mean, hell, if you want to, you want to take him on FanDuel at 5,600, man, you're, you're going to be contrarian. Yeah, it's it's really tough to get there on the one pitcher sites. Uh, th- that salary does, of course, let you get to pretty much whatever bats you want. But with it being a 14 game slate, there's just going to be enough value bats that I'm not really sure there's that much utility in doing that because you're going to just basically be foregoing some really good value bats in order to pay up and, you know, get Hauser in when you can just use the value bats and get better pitching. So I think it's more of a two pitcher pl- or two pitcher site play. And with ownership, how it's currently set up, I would just rather go to Tanaka. Yeah, I just feel like I think Bieber and Bauer is going to be a very popular combination on DraftKings tonight. Yeah. Um, also, on a side note for anyone that's just like a nerd and likes baseball data, um, Trevor Bauer's Twitter has been great lately. Like he's been putting out his like uh, heat maps of his fastball locations and like mapping how far he misses his locations by and stuff. And it's just been pretty cool to look at like uh, the tracking data for that. Anything uh, in terms of hitting in this game uh, stick out to you? Not really. Uh, obviously not not too excited to go up against Bauer. From the red side, I think you get a decent value at the top in Shogo Akiyama. Um, only 3K on DraftKings, should be leading off. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez, only 3,700, definitely has enough power that you can use him as a one-off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that it's a team you can go to for value. Uh, probably more interested in doing that than, than full stacking here. Uh, next up, we have got the Astros and the Mariners. Zach Greinke going to be on the mound for Houston, 9400 on DraftKings, 9500 on FanDuel, $48 on Yahoo. Nick Markovicius on the hill for the Mariners, 6400 on DK, 6100 on FanDuel, and $31 on Yahoo. Break it down for us, man. Yeah, not, it's pretty tough to get excited about the pitching here. It would be one thing if Greinke were less expensive, but – you know, 9,400 on DraftKings. He's basically the same salary as Giolito, and he's too close to Bauer and and Bieber. For me to want to get there, you know, obviously the, the Mariners do strike out a lot, but um, Granke just doesn't have the same kind of strikeout stuff that those guys do. He comes in with a 25% strikeout percentage. You know, you're comparing that to 35% for Bauer, 41% for Bieber, 33% for Giolito. It, it's really tough uh, to, to get there. You know, he'll be the lowest owned out of the group, but I'm not sure that's enough to, to really make me want Granky outside of, you know, large field 150 max tournaments. Um, 9,500 on FanDuel as well is the, the same problem. On Yahoo, he's $48, which it, it, it's a good price. And there it does make him a lot less expensive than Bieber and Bauer. So I think probably the he's a better play on Yahoo than the than FanDuel or DraftKings. Um, as far as uh, Nick Morgan just goes, no interest going up against Houston. He has been better this year than I, I kind of thought he would be. Um, he's just a pitcher that I've never really been sold on. But uh, 22% strikeout percentage, one and a half home runs per nine innings, going up against this Houston team that, while they have had their issues this year, uh, they, they do still have you know good right-handed bats in this lineup. I don't really see a reason to be getting the Mark Evans's. Uh, in terms of bats in this one, what uh, is, uh, you know, as you look at it, is potentially an Astro stack what you're looking at here? Yeah, that, that's pretty much the the first thing I'm looking at is these Astros bats. Houston comes in with the third highest top stack percentage right now in the top stack pool. A little bit overowned at 10.3% aggregate ownership, which is the third highest on the slate. You know, like I, I would rather be trying to get to the Yankees with the way things look right now, but they are one of the the highest percentage stacks. You do have a really good price on a lot of these guys. Um, Jose Altuve is only 3,900 on DraftKings. That's really cheap. Springer at 4,600. Bregman at 4,400. Both good values. Yuli Gurriel's 2,800. So he's someone that, you know, if you're stacking is going to make it so that you can um, fit some better pitching into that stack. 
I think that that will drive the pricing here drives up the ownership, whereas the Yankees pricing drives it down, which is going to lead me toward trying to get to the Yankees. But, you know, I do think that it's a, a good value stack. Uh, next up, we have got the Cubs and the Pirates. Uh, on the hill for the Cubs will be Kyle Hendricks. Uh, on the hill for the Pirates will be Trevor Williams. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, he is 8,300 on DK. 10,600 on FanDuel, $47 on Yahoo. Trevor Williams on the other side, 6,800 on DK, 6,000 on FanDuel, and $27. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's your take on the drastic price difference between Yahoo and FanDuel for uh, Hendricks? He's, I think it'll be really tough to get the Hendricks on Yahoo or FanDuel. Um, FanDuel, he's clearly just really expensive. Yahoo, it's not that he's overpriced, but he's basically the same salary as Zach Granke. And in that situation, I would just rather go to Granke. Where I think Hendricks is actually the most appealing is DraftKings, where he's 8,300. Um, it, it, it makes him, you know, $1,100 less than Granke. It gets him far enough away from that upper tier of guys to where he does have some value there at, at 8,300. He's a good enough pitcher that... Um, if you kind of land on him, like in a tournament lineup, you like you have, you know, $8,300 left, but you'd have to sacrifice something to get up to, to Bauer. I don't mind just kind of staying on Hendricks there, especially right now. He's only getting 10% ownership. It's a good matchup against the Pirates. They come in with a 3.2 implied run total. Uh, the, you know, the only real negative with Hendricks is that he only strikes out about 21% of hitters, but he also doesn't walk guys that helps him get deeper into games. The strikeouts have been up recently. I'm not, I don't really expect that there's anything to that because we have such a long history of him not being a strikeout guy, but um, the, the salaries come down. I, I think Hendricks is someone that, that you definitely can be looking at on DraftKings specifically. Yeah. Looking at his four starts in September for Hendricks, 27 strikeouts and only three walks. That's something to note there. Uh, in terms of uh, obviously uh, the Pirates are never a, a team that you're really uh, looking for in terms of hitting, but the Cubbies, uh, what's your, what's your take on them in terms of a potential stack here? I actually think Trevor Williams is better than a lot of people think. Um, so I'm not really in love with the Cubs here. I do think that there's some really affordable hitter pricing. Um, Anthony Rizzo's 3,800, Kyle Schwarber's 3,700. Those two in particular look like good one-offs because they have enough power that uh, they, you know, it's not like you're really sacrificing outside by rostering them. So I think either of those guys uh, look pretty good. Williams, I think, is just kind of a, a decent pitcher. It's not a park that I love taking hitters in. So I, I'm kind of lukewarm on the Cubs as a whole, but I do think that you can look to someone else here for value. Next up, we have got Miami and Atlanta. Uh, 6-0 Sanchez going to be on the hill for the Marlins. Uh, Max Free going to be on the hill for the Braves. He's 9000 on, on DraftKings, 9100 on FanDuel, $48 on Yahoo for 6-0 Sanchez, 7700 on DK. 8800 on FanDuel, $37 on Yahoo. Uh, Sanchez obviously has been in some good spots, particularly with his salary on DraftKings uh, this year. But obviously this Braves lineup, it's, you know, we talked about right at the beginning of the show, what they did last night is, you know, they, they are obviously a, a stack you got to pay up for. But, man, it's, it's always kind of tough to, you know, look at a pitcher going up against this Braves lineup. 
Yeah, especially when the salary is where it is on Sanchez. It's not like you're getting him at 6K anymore. He comes into this game with a 22% strikeout percentage on the season. He's been good, um, but it's not like he's he's out there, you know, striking out 35% through his first, you know, however many starts. But um, now the salaries come up. He's in this price range where you have Tanaka, um, you know, you have Hendricks for a little bit more. I would just rather go to either one of those guys in their respective matchups than try and get you know, a good start out of Sanchez here against the Braves. This is a game where um, it's just a really weird game for me because I do respect both pitchers a lot in terms of their ability. Sanchez and Freed, both are pitchers that I think are good and have really good stuff, but at their respective price points, especially on DraftKings, it's going to be tough for me to get to either one. You know, Sanchez, you're, you're paying a decent price for a pitcher against the Braves. Max Freed, you've seen Atlanta not really going letting their young pitchers go too deep in the games this year um freed's typically throwing you know 90 to 95 pitches going five maybe six innings in his starts um it, it's a good matchup for him he's a really good pitcher but he comes in with a 23 percent strikeout percentage at 9k i i don't mind him if i'm playing you know 150 lineups but he's not a guy that i'm expecting to get to all that uh quickly in, in terms of like my top lineups if i'm playing three max or four max uh, we'll move on. Next up, we have got the Mets and the Rays. Going for the Rays will be Tyra Glass now. He is 9,300 on DK, 10,300 FanDuel, $46 on Yahoo. Michael Walker going on the hill for the Mets, 9,200 on DK, 7,300 on FanDuel, $25 on Yahoo. Uh, Walker hasn't started games since September 8th. Expected to uh, have a pitch count between 75 and 80 tonight. Yeah, I mean, so not looking at Waka, he's not a great strikeout pitcher anyway. He's probably going to be somewhat limited, and he's not cheap. Um, I, I think Glass now is the interesting piece here. Only 9,300 on DraftKings, so that salary is lower than his strikeout numbers. You know, he, he comes in with the second highest strikeout percentage on the slate, 38.5%. So there's no question the upside's there. The matchup's not great against the Mets, but, um, you know, he can strike out anyone. The problem that you run into and and the reason that his range of outcomes kind of is, is his floor is lower than guys like Bieber or um, Bauer that are, are, you know, also at the top end of strikeouts is that he walks, he walks about 10% of hitters. He's also allowing 1.6 home runs per nine this year. So he gives up power. He puts guys on base. He can drive his pitch count up really, really quick, uh, really, really quickly. So um, that, that can be a problem for him. It's definitely a spot where I'm going to want to pay attention to ownership. Right now we have him at 19% compared to 36% for Bauer, 50% for Bieber, um, and and 18% for Giolito. I would, I think, rather go with ownership the way it is right now. If I'm getting away from the Bieber and Bauer at the top, I think I'd rather go Glass now than Giolito. I think it's pretty close, and I'll end up preferring whichever of them. Like, if ownership moved, I'll just prefer whichever one's lower owned. But I do think Glass now in tournaments looks like a, a pretty good high up pivot where you can save a little bit of money. Yeah, his last uh, start against the Orioles back on Friday, where he got he got in trouble, was just the pitch count just got so up there, and it just yeah. You know, I, I want to say I want to say the second inning, he might have thrown like thirty pitches. Yeah, I, I had faded him that night, and I was watching the game, and he threw like 25, 30 pitches in the second inning, and and uh, I you know obviously was good for me, but he still ended up going five innings, striking out ten, and scoring like thirty DraftKings points. So th that's kind of it speaks to how high his ceiling is because he only went five innings in that game through 95 pitches. If he doesn't have that second inning where he, I think like walk the bases loaded, um, you know, and, and he's actually able to get six or seven innings, like he can score so many points. It's just, you, you have to have him actually throwing strikes. Yeah. I mean, I think for him tonight, it's obviously, you know, looking at the ownership in, in relation to, of, you know, if you're looking to, you know, say you want to team him up with the Shane Bieber, what, what ultimately is the ownership on glass? I mean, that to me is where I, I would be looking at him. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, right now we have them coming in with basically half the ownership of Bauer, half the ownership of Kentameda, like a third of the ownership of, of Bieber. He's really interesting to me because I think that, like, if he's throwing strikes, his upside is as high as, any, you know, just as high as anyone. His, his strikeout percentage is lower than Bieber, but it's still 38.5%. Like, it's it's through the roof. So it, it really just comes down to you need him to have a start where he knows where the ball is going, which doesn't happen that often. But um, the, the upside's there, and you're getting a discount on his his ability because of the walk so if the ownership holds where it is it, it does look like someone that is really appealing in tournaments uh in terms of uh you know top stack just kind of looking uh you know the rays are up there today as one of the top stacks uh what's your what's your take on the race here today right now we don't have them projected for basically any ownership either which is appealing um they're not really expensive uh, I th- if everything holds how it is right now i think tampa looks really good because Outside of Brandon Lau being $6,000, um, which like he's good, but $6,000 is, is kind of ridiculous. Uh, the rest of this team is is below 4K with the exception of really Adonis. So um, overall as a stack, they're pretty cheap. Like you either can skip Lau, get a good raise stack uh, at, at relatively low ownership and good pitching, or you roster roster Lau, who's clearly not going to have much ownership because he's so expensive. Um, and, and that naturally makes you contrarian. So right now we have them with the fourth highest top stack percentage at 5.9%, but only 1.6% aggregate ownership. If that holds, um, I, I would expect that Tampa is up there with New York as far as a team that I'm, I'm really looking to get to. Of course, uh, this is the MLB Strategy Show here for Wednesday, September 23rd. Uh, just a reminder that if you can't watch the shows live and you want the show on the go, Check us out on the Osmo Podcast Network. All you do is go to Osmo.com. You can find out the links to whether you just want the MLB shows or if you want all the shows, be sure to check that out on the Osmo Podcast Network. Next up, we got the Orioles and the Red Sox. Dean uh, Kramer going to be on the hill for the Orioles. Nathan Avaldi on the hill for Boston in this one. Avaldi, 7000 on DK, 8400 on FanDuel, $34 on Yahoo, Kramer on the other side, six seven hundred on DK, eight thousand on FanDuel, and thirty four dollars on Yahoo. Break it down for us. I have some interesting Kramer in tournaments. Um, he's getting right now. We have him projected for less than one percent ownership on DraftKings. It's not. I, I don't. I don't view him as like someone that's probably going to be really necessary on this slate. But I do think it's a decent pay down option if you are looking to spend up it on hitting. Like if you're trying to get. If you're trying to get like to the Yankees and actually get all the good Yankees hitters in there, um, going down to Kramer, I think does open some stuff up for you. He was one of the key pieces of the Manny Machado trade with the Dodgers. He's made three starts with the Orioles so far, six innings, five innings, five innings, 88, 99, and 95 pitches, um, two starts against the Yankees, one against Tampa, seven, seven, and six strikeouts. Um, at, at AAA last year, he struck out about 23.5% of, of hitters. So I do expect his 30% strikeout percentage so far this year to come down, but he, he does have decent strikeout stuff, averages about 93.5 miles an hour on his fastball. And you've got a matchup against the Red Sox who you know are kind of just playing out the string and not the same Red Sox team that we're used to. Uh, the top of the order is still pretty dangerous, but drops off pretty quickly. It, it's not a, I don't think it's a high probability play, but when you look at the pitchers kind of down towards the bottom um, in salary today on, on DraftKings where you're rostering the two pitchers, I, like I would rather go to Kramer than Trevor Williams against the Cubs. I'd rather go to him than Margevich, uh, I'd rather go to him than Ryan Castellani. Uh, I think if I'm paying down, Kramer's the guy I go to. Either one of these guys is a play on Fandle. No, I wouldn't want to get to either one on a one pitcher side. 
Yeah, I mean, I just the price point. I mean, I, I just there were there was four pitchers on this slate that I just kind of you know I, I put an asterisk next to just in terms of the price difference. These were two of the four pitchers in, in terms of the differences between the two slates. Yeah, um, and it makes a big difference too because you know obviously on on DraftKings you're rostering them with a Bieber or Bauer or Glass now, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, on FanDuel, the opportunity cost is just so high because not only do you have to actually get a good start from a very questionable pitcher like Kramer but you are also foregoing what's going to be a lot of fantasy points for at least one or two of Bieber, Glasnow, Giolito, Bauer. Um, so the opportunity cost is just ridiculous on the, the one pitcher side. In terms of, uh, you know, some uh, Boston's getting a little better, um, you know, in terms of top stack than, than, <clears throat> than uh, Baltimore is here, but what's your take on the stacks in this one? I think that they both have some merit. Um, neither one would be, you know, my favorite stack here. But because you know both teams are pretty flawed as far as hitters go, Boston looks like they're a little overowned right now. Six percent aggregate ownership, four point seven percent top stack percentage. Uh, Baltimore two and a half percent top stack, three point two percent ownership. So neither one really looks great right now, at least in, in the top stack tool. I think that Baltimore does have a little bit more power than people give them credit for. But Anthony Santander being out hurts there. Um, I think it's a team that you could look maybe to some one offs. Like DJ Stewart's only twenty five hundred. He has enough power that. It's tough to find guys at 2,500 that have the power upside that Stewart brings. Ryan Malcastle's only 3,700. Um, he should just be more expensive. Eovaldi's a good enough pitcher that I'm not really looking to to stack against him too much unless Baltimore's ownership like goes through the floor. But using someone like DJ Stewart, um, like for example, in that the Yankee stack that we were talking about where I said there was like $2,900 left per position, DJ Stewart's the kind of guy that I have no issue getting to as a one-off in that, that kind of lineup. Uh, next up, we have got the Tigers and the Twins. Kenta Maeda going to be on the mound for the Twins. 9200 on DK, 10000 on FanDuel, $54 on Yahoo. Casey Maeda is going for the Tigers. He's 6100 on DraftKings, 6200 on FanDuel, and $27 on Yahoo. Uh, looking at uh, Maeda here, obviously, if you know, as potentially maybe an SP2 option on, on DraftKings at 9200, does that interest you? Yeah, he's projected to be the third highest owned pitcher on DraftKings right now, which I don't think is is bad, but I think he's a little higher than he should be. Like he, he's essentially the same price point as Tyler Glass now. There's $100 difference between them. We have Kenta Maeda at 33%. We have Glass now at 19. I don't think that gap should be there. Um, or there's obviously the you run the risk with Glass now with with the walks, but the strikeout percentage, uh, Maeda comes in at 31.5%. Glass now is at 38.5%. Maeda typically is throwing 90 to 95 pitches. So it's not like he's going deeper in the games than Glass now is, um, at least on a pitch count basis. Uh, I think that the matchup is better against Detroit than Glasnow's is against the, the Mets. But when you're thinking like in tournaments, you're not too concerned about that because you're, you're more interested in the um, upper you know range of outcomes. So I don't think there really should be much of an ownership gap between Glasnow and, and Kentameda. And right now there is. So if that's the case, I'd prefer Glasnow. Um, in cash games, I would lean toward Meta just because the matchup's better. Uh, 3.1 implied run total for the Tigers. And Meta's not the risk to just get blown up in the fourth inning because he walks six guys. How about a twin stack here? Some, so, somewhat appealing. Uh, five and a half implied run total. Casey Mize, uh, still, you know, a work in progress. One of the top pitching prospects in, in baseball, but um, probably wouldn't be up this year if, if it weren't for the, the pandemic. So uh, I think the twins do look like a decent stack. If Nelson Cruz is back in the lineup, that would be nice because it gets more power in there. Uh, right now, looking at the top stack tool, we have Minnesota coming in 
kind of middle of the pack, 4% tough stack percentage, 4.5% ownership. So um, as it stands right now, they'd be a team that that doesn't look bad to me, doesn't look great to me, is kind of just there. Um, if their ownership starts to drop a little bit, um, or even if ownership on the Yankees just starts to come up, I would start to get to more Minnesota. Uh, but as it is right now, I think I would just be getting to enough Yankees and Tampa over Minnesota that I don't think I would get a lot. Mention about that top stack tool. If you want to get access to that, you got to sign up for an Osmo Plus MLB weekly pass for $15.95. All you got to do is go to Osmo.com right there on the top left hand side of the screen. You'll see Osmo Plus. Click on that. You can sign up for a weekly pass that gives you access to our leading player projections, ownership projections, the top pitchers tool, the top stack tool, and so much more. Get your pass today. Go to Osmo.com right now to sign up for an Osmo Plus MLB weekly pass. Next up, we have got the Cardinals and the Royals. Carlos Martinez going on the hill for the Cardinals. Danny Duffy on the hill for the Royals. Duffy, 7,400 on DK, 7,200 on FanDuel, $32 on Yahoo. On the other side of the thing, of the hill, Carlos Martinez, 7,800 on DK, 6,400 on FanDuel, $27 on Yahoo. Break this one down for us. I think it's really tough to – trust either pitcher here um they, they both come with some element of upside just because they're, uh, of their salaries and the fact that they're capable of getting strikeouts duffy's been pretty good this year as far as strikeouts go he comes in with a 24 percent strikeout percentage has allowed 1.8 home runs per or yeah 1.8 home runs per nine which of course is a problem um kind of mediocre Cardinals lineup. So I could see getting to some Duffy in 150 max, but if I'm playing like three max, the, the way things look right now, I'd rather go to Tanaka at this price point. Uh, Carlos Martinez obviously used to have really good strikeout stuff this year. He's walking 10% of hitters. He's only struck out 17 and a half percent. Decent matchup against Kansas City. And one thing to point out with Martinez, if, if you look at game logs, his last start, he, you know, it looks pretty ugly. He got four DraftKings points, three and two thirds innings. It was a really weird start uh defense didn't help him out at all he walked like three guys in the first inning i think he walked the first three batters of the game um but there was also like a, a catcher's interference call that that made him throw more pitches and, and let a run in so it was a, a really weird start um don't take too much away from that i do think he's fully stretched out here um but you know again the problem is just like he's dropped off so much over the last couple of years the walks are up the strikeouts are down uh it, it's a pretty i think risky play on a slate where there's plenty of low owned guys that you can get to that are not carlos martinez uh looking at our top stack tool we got uh the cardinals just uh under five percent as a top stack percentage yeah i think that that seems about right like it's, it's a boomer bust spot for them duffy strikes guys out he gives up a lot of home runs um so it, it really just comes down to what Danny Duffy is showing up for this game because if, if he's on, he's really difficult to hit. If he's not, then he gives up a lot of power and, and you know, you can't really predict it beforehand. Uh, he comes in with a 24% strikeout percentage against righties. He's also allowed a 219 ISO. So um, it's a team where, you know, if you're, if you're getting the Duffy, especially in, in those 150 max tournaments, it's fine. But also, you know, look to some of these one-offs from the Cardinals. Uh, Tyler O'Neill stands out as a really good value. Should be hitting in the middle of this order. Only 3,300 on DraftKings. He's another guy that will help you get to some more expensive stacks and you're not sacrificing upside. Yadi Molina, only 3,500 um, at catcher. Harrison Bader, $2,800 outfielder. Uh, I think that those are guys you can use as, as one-offs where you're not sacrificing a lot of upside because um, O'Neill has power, Bader has speed. So you still can get those home runs and stolen bases at a cheap salary. 
Be sure to smash that like button right now on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to Awesome right here. Also, hit that notification bell when you know a show is live here on the channel. Uh, in terms of uh, Kansas City as the stack, obviously not getting much ownership, but is, is there, you know, what, what's your thoughts of them as a sneaky stack tonight? It's just such a big slate. It's tough for me to go to a team like KC, especially because they're not really cheap at all. Uh, Whit Merrifield, 5,200. Perez, 5K. Mondesi, 4,800. The rest of the lineup is really inexpensive, but for the most part, the rest of the lineup also isn't very good. So you're, you're not, ex the guys you want to get to are expensive. Uh, the one exception here is Jorge Soler. He's 2,700. He has massive power. You know, it's not the best spot against Carlos Martinez, but absolutely the kind of guy that, again, you can just be using as a one-off in your more expensive stacks because he has the ability to hit two home runs in a game, but he has that kind of power. And so he, he really just from a talent standpoint should not be as inexpensive as he is. Uh, two more games uh, left here to break down before we get out of here on this edition of MLB Strategy Show. Uh, we've got the A's and the Dodgers. Sean Manea on the hill for the A's. Juan Urias on the hill for the Dodgers. Urias, 8,000 DK, 7,800 FanDuel, $38 on Yahoo. Manea, 7,900 on DK, 7,600 on FanDuel, and $28 on Yahoo. Give us your thoughts on this one. I think it's tough to really prioritize either pitcher. Uh, Obviously, both of these offenses are good, um, particularly the Dodgers. So really, really tough matchup for Sean Manaya, and he's not really cheap. Uh, Urias on the other side, I think, is where I would go if I'm looking for pitching in this game. Only a four-implied run total for the A's. Matt Chapman being out for the rest of the year certainly weakens their lineup. But there's just still enough options here that, you know, in this mid-range of, of pitching that – I don't think Urias really climbs to the top for me. Uh, looking at projected ownership right now, there's basically none going to him. Um, he, he's good enough from a talent standpoint that, you know, in large field tournaments, it, it's it's okay. But 20% strikeout percentage for him coming into this start, um, he's just kind of, I think, priced where he should be. Uh, I think I'd rather be going to guys like Tanaka in, in the mid-range if, um, if I'm going there. Of course, if you're looking to figure out who the top pitchers are tonight, right now, today, over at awesomeo.com, the MLB Top Pitchers is today's free premium MLB content. Other uh, free premium content we have over uh, on awesomeo.com today, the NBA Projections Plus, NBA DraftKings Showdown, and FanDuel Single Game Ownership Projections. So you got to check that out over at awesomeo.com. In terms of uh, the hitting of this one, Dodgers are obviously always a, a stack everyone's looking to. You just you mentioned a second ago, I mean, about their offense. But it is a high-priced offense to get to, though. Yeah, it is. And it's not the highest probability spot against a, a decent pitcher in Sean Maniah. Um, But just as a general rule, anytime the Dodgers are going to get aggregate ownership below 2%, you know, obviously, in, in part, that's just because of the slate size here. But um, – you're putting yourself in a position to win tournaments anytime you can roster these guys at low ownership. Manaya is not a great strikeout pitcher. Um, he's allowed a, a 163 expected ISO to right. He's 101 to lefties. So not someone that you're excited about the, the power prospects, but there's just such good hitters in this lineup. Um, Justin Turner is expected to be back in the lineup as well. They're, they're really expensive. I mean, the guys that you want to get to on the Dodgers, you're not going to be able to get to Bieber. I don't think if you're going Betts, Seager, Turney, uh, Turner, Muncie, Bellinger, some combination of those guys, they're all so expensive. So um, th their ownership will be low. They will be contrarian. You're going to need mid range pitching to come through or the entire top range to fail, which is pretty unlikely, but you know, I guess can happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it'll be tough to, to get there. But they're definitely the type of team that 
you should be trying to get to, especially in those, you know, 20, 30,000 person tournaments where uh, you need a, you need everything to go right for you anyway to, to be at the top. You may as well uh, be getting a bunch of the best hitters in baseball at, at low ownership. Next up in the final game of the night is the Rockies and the Giants. Going for the Rockies will be Ryan Cassani. He is 6300 on DK, 5600 on FanDuel, $26 on Yahoo. It's expected that Logan Webb is going to get the start for the Giants, 7200 on DK, 6300 on FanDuel, and $29 on Yahoo. Yeah, not much in the way of pitching for me here. Uh, the park obviously is great, but and the Rockies as a team aren't very good offensively. But I think Webb's expensive enough that I don't really need to to get to him at 7,200. Um, Castellani just doesn't strike anyone out. Comes into the start with a 10.8% strikeout percentage against lefties, 17.6% against righties. Um, so if anything, I'd be looking actually at the Giants' bats here. 5.3 implied run total in San Francisco is pretty high. Um, Alex Dickerson may or may not be in the lineup. Uh, if he is, he looks like a pretty good value at 4,300. Brandon Belt's a great value at 3,700. Just I, I think one of the more underrated hitters in baseball in large part because he's played his entire career in San Francisco. Um, but he, he's a good one-off to get to here so i think those two guys look good uh belt in particular yeah just look at our top stack tool uh they're coming in right now at number six in terms of the top stack percentage um you know and you mentioned uh is there anything on the rockies bats in this game that uh maybe is a one-off bat not really because the guys that you typically would look to are blackman and story and they're both expensive um david Dahl, i guess at 3100 is just another guy that kind of fits that bill of he has enough power and speed that he really shouldn't be as cheap as he is. It's not like it's a great spot for him, but uh, he just, you know, has enough upside that he really shouldn't be um, that cheap. In terms of, uh, you know, obviously ownership, we're going to see how this kind of plays out throughout the day, but uh, is there a, a, a ownership on a pitcher right now that you look at and you just go, man, that's kind of interesting where it's coming in right now. Yeah. I mean, I think Tanaka is the one that really jumps out. Like I was, pretty clearly surprised when I uh, looked at that at the beginning of the show. Um, I, I expect it to come up, but, you know, again, at, at 2%, I think the mid, I think if you can get mid range pitching at low ownership, it's going to be valuable in tournaments on this slate because it'll let you get that extra batter too. Um, the one thing that you'll want to pay attention to roster construction wise, and it's, it's why we say, you know, you can't just look at ownership and say, Oh, I want to be overweight or underweight on that guy. There were, so many guys throughout this show, like hitters, where I'm saying, you know, they have too much power to be 2,800 or whatever. I think there's a good chance that when you build your lineups, you find yourself in a situation where it's like, okay, do I go Tanaka plus a 5K hitter that I really like, or do I go to Glass now and a 3K hitter that still has power, in which case that's that's going to drive Tanaka's ownership down, and it should. So that's something to keep in mind from a roster construction standpoint. But um, I, I do think that, Tanaka's ownership should be higher than it is. Yeah, just look at some of the value bats on DK that we're seeing ownership for. Jay Bruce at 2,300, getting some ownership. You mentioned about Marte earlier. He's 2,900. Christian Walker, 3,300, which him getting some ownership. Um, You know, LaCastro getting some ownership as well. So that's something to, uh, you know, to pay attention to it as we go on throughout the day. But, uh, of course, uh, let everyone know they can find out on, on social media if they ever want to hit you up. And uh, anything else you want to mention, man? I'm on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. And for premium subs uh, behind the paywall in a couple of hours, I'll have the lineup review article up on my lineup that won the $250 4 max on DraftKings last night. 
Got to check that out right now uh, throughout the day here. I'll got to check out all the great content we have over at awesomeo.com. Be sure to sign up for that MLB weekly pass for $15.95 as well so you can get access to ownership projections, top stack tool, top pitcher tool, and all the premium content we have over at awesomeo.com. So that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Strategy Show right here on awesomeo.com.